It was like nothing I had ever really experienced before. It was super fun, um, definitely like a confidence booster. Like, whoa, like I'm just, I'm just a little girl from Arizona and like I'm cooking against like the top, like the best chefs in Louisiana. So it was, it was, it was cool. Thanks for joining us on Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Raynard. And I'm Anna Strider. We are here today bringing you episode 20, the big 2-0. That is incredible. Thank you all for joining us as we've been on this journey of the Louisiana's Playground Podcast and bringing you all the authentic stories and experiences that we have going on here in Southwest Louisiana. And we guarantee we've got another great conversation here today. And also, Anna, coming up on a full year, only seven episodes, this one's and six others. So it'll be here before you know it, celebrating our one-year anniversary. This episode, though, a lot of fun. We're talking to Amanda Cusey, who is the uh, executive chef over at the Terrace Restaurant, and also the reigning queen of Louisiana seafood, as she'll be passing on her title right here in Lake Charles later this month. We'll talk to her, a great conversation there. We also had a chance to sample her restaurant. We do that, of course, in Envy Eats. Envy Eats is a segment where each week Brady and I go out into the community and we dine at a different restaurant. We get a little bit of a taste of everything on the menu and then we bring that here to you on the podcast and share where you should put on your next lunch or dinner spot. This week, we went to the Terrace, where Chef Amanda Cusey is running the helm of the restaurant there, and it is actually located in a brand new, state-of-the-art, family-fun center, Lake Area Adventures, so the add-on to all the fun. Yeah, and Lake Area Adventures really, to me, is one of the most exciting new businesses that has come to Lake Charles in quite some time. It is, as you mentioned, a family fun center. Capitalize the F on fun, though. There is so much to do in that building. With There's a gaming center with state-of-the-art um, VR gaming, as well as some old-school arcade cabinets, which was a lot of fun as a 90s kid to see. I remember going to the mall and seeing those types going out, so it's cool to kind of get some history there from those. There's rock walls, rope courses, aquatic center with a huge pool, as well as like an air park jump house area for the kids to play. It is an incredible building with a whole lot of things to do for families and kids, and it's such a great addition to Lake Charles. Exactly. Lake Area Adventures has actually been in business since 2016, starting out with rental companies for kayaks and pontoon boats, which you can still get through Lake Area Adventures. But now they have this facility center in the Terrace Restaurant. And as we mentioned, they're also going to be building a second location on the lakefront, although that one won't be the Family Fun Center style. It'll be more of what the company used to be, which would be the kayak rentals and the really the outdoor adventure aspect of what their name implies. And that is coming to the lakefront within the next couple of years. There are truly so many exciting things that Lake Area Adventures is bringing to the lake area. And the terrace is just a great part of that. In fact, this week, we actually had a special guest join us for our Envy Eats. The Terrace has a incredible patio space that's shaded and a separate entrance so you can get into the Terrace and dine without directly having to go into the Family Fun Center area. So it's almost two different pieces all connected there. And that patio, it's dog friendly. So Perry Gabe, my Labradoodle, got to join us on this outing. 
and what a good boy he was. And they have on the menu pup-friendly items as well because they want to be dog-friendly. And a lot of that, I believe, has to do with Amanda Cusey because of her role with dog rescues uh, that she often does in her free time. And that really is reflected by the openness for dogs to come and enjoy themselves and, believe it or not, have a beer. Exactly. Perry was over the top about his buddy's brew. It was a fresh braised beef stock with egg whites combination there. He even got a little small dog, which is a hot dog. I mean, this boy was set all day. And the best part of this is that there are proceeds from the dog brews and the dog menu there that go back to local rescues. So he was full and we got full off the incredible meal that we had at the terrace. It started with ordering up the fried pepper jack bites with the blueberry and jalapeno jelly. I mean, think about like your fried cheese, but in a little triangle bite. So it's perfect for dipping. And instead of marinara, it's this blueberry sauce that had actual blueberries in it with a little kick to it as well. It was a perfect sweet, salty, spicy combination. I mean, I could go back and eat those all day, every day. And super crispy, too. That's what was really good, and the cheese stayed in, so you didn't have the problem where you bite and the cheese falls out, and then you're you're trying to stuff it back in. It was fried to perfection. The cheese was perfect. The sauce, as you mentioned, spicy, sweet, everything that you want, nicely tucked into a little triangle. So it was really, really an awesome way to open the meal. Exactly. From there, we... We ordered our entrees, and on the menu, they have a number of different things like burgers, sliders, salads, soups. They've got a little bit of everything. I ordered the pepper jack cheese roasted poblano burger. It had charred corn on it, salsa, cilantro, and all with this bacon creme fraiche that was drizzled across the burger. It was cooked to perfection and delicious. It was also paired with a Caesar salad. Y'all know I get a number of salads. We've got to balance us great fried appetizers with a salad here. But the Caesar dressing, this was no ordinary Caesar salad. You could tell that the salad dressing was homemade and they had bacon bites. I'm not talking like little bacon bits. I'm talking bacon crumbles, like whole chunks of bacon on the salad. It was incredible. I have not had that combination before or prepared like that. And again, I I might just go back for a large Caesar salad and those pepper jack cheese bites. I went with more of the entree section of the menu. It's where Amanda really shines and where she brings her classically trained background to add some really interesting items on the menu. So I got the shrimp and grits, which is, of course, charred corn grits, but was really interesting was the roasted poblano sauce that was going top so it was a verde sauce with the the shrimp and the grits the poblano and it was such an interesting contrast to what we typically in Louisiana have when we talk about shrimp and grits which is usually a red sauce often tomato based this was much different but so so good a little bit of a spicy kick to it but so rich in flavors so earthy it was just really impressive meal and i've got the small and yet the bowl was more than enough for me even without all the dessert that we eventually got to the dessert let's get to the real part of the conversation here this was incredible chef amanda has been bringing to the table 
homemade ice creams. And when we say ice cream, she's going with different flavors, different touches, really trying to create something that you can't get anywhere else in Calcasieu Parish. She's a mad scientist with those ice cream flavors. Chef Amanda brought us a full smorgasbord of all of the different flavors that she has right now because she constantly trying different things, rotating them out. So we heard about some really incredible flavors that she's had recently. But what we got to try was the root beer float, a basil, chocolate, vanilla, coconut toasted, cake and cream, orange and cantaloupe sorbet, and a popcorn. Talk about a flavor overload. Yeah, each were so different. And I think that's what she was obviously going for. Some were more sweet. Some obviously... Like the basil had a much different style of flavor that each would pair with something else that could really fit. My favorite probably was the cake and cream, which was her take on the cookies and cream. And my actual probably favorite, though, of the ice creams was the sorbet. That cantaloupe and orange sorbet was out of this world. It tasted like a glass of ice cold water on a hot summer day. It just instantly puts you in an amazing mood. Each bite, spectacular. I agree that I loved the orange and cantaloupe sorbet as well, but for me, it was this chocolate. And I'm not always the biggest chocolate fan, but this one was like a brownie chocolate, but it had the texture of regular chocolate ice cream. And next to it was the toasted coconut ice cream, so I got to mix those two, and that combination right there was chef's kiss going back for more. She better have it. Better have that. But it gets better. Not only did Perry indulge, we indulged in an appetizer. We had ice cream. We had entrees. And we had bread pudding. And if you don't know by now, this is a bread pudding podcast. If it's on the menu, we're probably going to order it. And this one is one that definitely starts making that Hall of Fame list that we have. It was chocolate chip bread pudding. A toffee pecan crunch ice cream topped it with some chocolate and caramel drizzle, as well as Heath Bar pieces spread over the top. It was a flavor explosion. And the bread pudding itself was individually portioned. Chef Amanda goes in and every time it's ordered, it's not just in a pan that is scooped, which is a traditional way and delicious that way as well. But she individually prepares each dish. So it is perfectly cooked with a light crust all the way around all edges. It's more thinly made than the traditional bread pudding that you would think of. But that's because it has all those great toppings Brady mentioned. So you can get a little bite of everything. So... She thought this through. She was saving you room for the ice cream and the toffee and the chocolate with each bite. And just an incredible dessert. And that's one that you're going to want to share. There's no way one person should be downing that whole thing after eating a full meal. Uh, So it's a great shareable dessert. And as you mentioned, and I wanted to just touch on it, having that crust, you know, people love the brownie crust right? They even have the pans that create the, the, the at least two layers of brownie crust on every bite. And this is one that if you like crust, it obviously goes all the way around. So you have that little bit of crisp as well as the very soft firmness that you expect in a bread pudding. Overall, Amanda knows her way around, obviously, the kitchen and the bakery side of it, too. Exactly. I do want to state, there's no shame if you eat that whole dessert by yourself. I'd be impressed. Whole dessert. As you can hear, 
Lake Area Adventures and the Terrace is a fantastic spot to visit. Again, you don't have to visit Lake Area Adventures, the Family Center, to go to the Terrace. They have a full bar there, homemade ice cream, a great menu, a pup-friendly patio. They've got everything going on. And even better, it is just minutes down the road from McNeese State University and the athletic facilities that they have there and perfectly positioned between Burton Coliseum, the Lake Charles Regional Airport, and the casino resorts that we have right there in the middle of everything. So head on over to the Terrace Restaurant and let us know what you think. From a great meal to a great guest, we welcome on Amanda Cusey, the executive chef at the Terrace Restaurant. Amanda is an accomplished chef, receiving her cordon blue training at Tante Marie Culinary Academy in Surrey, England. Her international training continued under Michelin star chef Oliver Dunn in Dublin. From there, Amanda's career has continued to bloom, being crowned the Louisiana Seafood Queen last June, becoming the first winner from Lake Charles and only the second ever queen. At the Terrace Restaurant, she uses her international training to masterfully blend her Italian flair with local flavors, creating a one-of-a-kind dining experience in the lake area. Welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you. I appreciate it. We are thrilled to have you on the show today to talk about all of the many things that make Southwest Louisiana so incredible, and that is all about the food. We talk about it every single episode, that that is what ties our big city amenities with our small town charm and all the outdoor adventures that we have. And it somehow always comes back to food. So I know this is going to be a really great conversation today. But before we get started, we have a few questions to get to know you a little bit better. Absolutely. Shoot. All righty. These might be tough. (laughs) I'm ready for tough. All right. We're going to find out how does Amanda play in Louisiana's playground? Crawfish or gumbo? I mean, they're both good. I dig them both. It feels like there's another option that you're looking for. So sh- are you saying neither or both? Because if you had to choose one. Oh, if I got to choose one, it'd probably gumbo. Why, Why? gumbo? Because uh, I love soup. Like, and it's like, I and it's way less work. Like, if I'm hungry, like, when I'm really hungry, like, I can just eat. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to work for my food. I thought you were saying way less work cooking i'm like no eating it's less work to (laughs) like yeah we're talking about eating yeah (laughs) all right this is a question that it will be you'll never be asked a more important question in the history of your life Uh uh-oh is there a gumbo season no it's always gumbo gumbo. you've passed you've passed you've passed the test yes it's always people think there's soup season too and i'm like no it's always easy like no we live by a mantra on the show it's always gumbo season there you go it's always gumbo season. There love, we go. I'm going to edit every episode with our guest. It'll just be 10 minutes of it's always gumbo We're going to have season. a special edition where it's just. <laughs> and it's just that phrase the entire episode. Right. Yes. Like, of our 20 guests, 15 said it's always it's gumbo, gumbo season. season. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Next question. Poolside or beachside? Mm, river. Okay. Why River. Because I like to be more surround, like I want to be out in the nature. I want to be in the like more of a wooded area, kind of like you were saying, Sam Houston Jones State Park, to where Absolutely, there is yeah. like the hiking trails, and you're right along the the river there. You can kind of dip your toes in, but mm-hmm. not necessarily go swimming. Yep, I like that answer. Maybe we need a third answer on there because that is really riverside, lakeside, or beachside. Yeah, beachside. that's really. I mean, how I, oh, you spend by the water? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's really good. All right, our final question: concert. Or comedy show? Ooh, concert. Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> any any great acts that you've seen while you've been here? 
Um, definitely uh, some of our locals. You've got the tugboats. You've got the flamethrowers. Uh, Brittany Fonts. Well, awesome. Now that we've gotten to know you a little bit better through these juxtaposing questions and just all the different ways that you play in Louisiana's playground, we're ready to get started with our conversation today. All right, let's do it. I think the most important thing maybe for a chef is maybe the genesis of how they became to be in terms of maybe their passion and the lineage to get them to where they are, uh, their, their culinary lineage. Let me maybe say it that way. What is your background uh, in the culinary world? And when did you know that you that's what you wanted to do when you wanted to be a chef? So I've always worked in restaurants uh, since I was like 13, 14 years old, since I could start working. That's the path I chose uh, from dishwashing to busting tables to serving, like, you know, a lot of front of house work. And then I just kind of wanted to try something different. But I, so that's when I made a transition. I went to like, I think the kitchen manager at the time was like, hey, uh, can I work back here? He said, sure, why not? And that was up in North Carolina. Uh, before I went over to Europe and like I was really good at it like it just kind of felt natural and I was just like man I kind of like this so that's what uh, made me go over to Europe and that's why I went to school and that's how I got into kitchens like I didn't I didn't cook at all I mean I was a hot pocket like ramen and like you know I was a server and then I just got I was like man I'm good at this and then I developed a passion through like learning and through working through various kitchens where was the motivation to to go over to uh, to Europe? To Europe, okay. So I wasn't really doing anything uh, too much, and my parents were over there, so I was just kind of hanging out, like in limbo, uh, up in North Carolina. And they said, "Well, why don't you why don't you come here?" Bye. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> okay. like a plan. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm out. Uh, so yeah, I packed up my dog and we flew over to Ireland. And I worked, uh, actually I, was, I served at an American diner there for a little while until I kind of figured out where I wanted to go to school. And then I chose the Taunt Marie and that took me over to England. And then I realized I, I liked Ireland better. So yeah. <laughs> I went back over to Ireland and that's where I learned how to cook Italian food from an English guy over in Ireland. Uh, his name was Kristen Barnes. Uh, so I worked for him. I started as like a chef to party and I ended up becoming his head chef of the Italian restaurant, which was then bought out by Oliver Dunn. And then I worked for him until I came back here. So how many years were you in Europe? Uh, between Ireland and England, I was about eight years. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it was super fun. Great experience. So you spent a lot of great time in Europe and you found your way back into the United States. Why did you choose Southwest Louisiana? Um, so again, like my parents, uh, they're, <laughs> they're retired here. Like when I was younger, I wasn't, I didn't really hang out much. Like I was always out, you know, gallivanting and partying, going and doing whatever. So like, as I grew older, uh, I realized like I wanted to be able to spend more time with my parents. So when like the opportunity kind of came to come back to the States, uh, you know, they, they were here. Um, and I was just, it was time, it was time to come back. So I wanted to be able to, you know, make more memories and, be able to spend more time with them. What about the food in Southwest Louisiana is incredibly different than anywhere you've cooked before? Man, it's it's rich, you know. It's Southern food. It's it, it's heavy, but in a good way. Like yeah. you know, like <laughs> of course you know. Um, I just remember like anytime we I would come to visit, like I'd fly over and like that's all we did was eat. 
You know, we'd wake up, we'd talk about what we were having for breakfast. While we're cooking, we're talking about what we're going to have for lunch. You know, it was just, hey, like, every, like, I, it was great. Like, I don't know how to exactly pinpoint it, but it's just, you can tell, like, you can taste the passion, you can taste the love that gets put into the food around here. And that's such a culture thing here that I, I even struggle when I travel places or when I talk to people that aren't from the area we plan our days around which meals we're going to eat Absolutely. and how we're going to share those meals with the people that we care about. And it becomes such a staple. And it's funny that you just even being in the area, you adapt that mantra. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like it's such a part of the culture here. Like it would be hard not to. You basically be starving if you, or forcing yourself to not be part of the culture yeah. if you didn't just jump in and right. start kind eating. Of, it, you'd almost, yeah, you'd be kind of an outcast in Louisiana if food wasn't at least some part of your driving, you know, passion each day. Oh, yeah. Whether you want to cook it or you want to eat it. like Or yeah. do both. Yep. Yep. As you're the reigning queen of Louisiana seafood right now, that's a prestigious title that comes from a very serious competition that has also catapulted the last year of your career, and that's Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off. Can, what is the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off? So, yeah, absolutely. The Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off is a competition uh, between about 12 to 15 chefs uh, throughout the Louisiana, and you get an hour from start to finish uh, where you, you have to prep everything, like everything is there, and you just cook Basically, you just cook and you put it all on a plate and, you know, you hope for the best. When I did it, I wasn't exactly, you know, sure. I didn't realize, like, kind of how big of a deal it was. I was just like, okay, yeah, I'll go down there. Sure, no problem. Like, it's an event, you know, it'll be fun. And then, you know, I got there and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is, this is, okay, I'm a little nervous now. So, all right, let's, let's do it. And, you know, so I think, I think that helped me as well like not being nervous going up to it because i just didn't realize like kind of what it was and then so by the time i got there i was kind of like calm and collected so i was like okay this this is good i can do this so as a chef to prepare for that event you have to create the recipe you want to really hone it in how many times do you feel like you made pan seared drum over a tomato polenta with the with the cream sauce so since then oh countless i couldn't tell you how many times Prior to that first competition, I, I, I don't think I, I didn't even put that whole dish together more than twice. Really? Wow. Yeah. Because, like, I know how to pan sear fish. Like, you know, like, all the elements, like, I knew, like, they were going to taste good. And, like, we, we, we put it together, like, once, and we, we timed it. And it was just like, all right, we got this. Because, right, like, like I said, I didn't realize, like, you know, the gravity of what you were getting kinda, into. Yeah, but I was like, cool, we can, we, we cook fish well. Like, we got this. We can cook some green beans. So I didn't, like, you know, overthink it. I didn't get, I wasn't nervous leading up to it. It wasn't until, like, we were there and we we're setting up our induction burners. And I was like, oh, man, this is kind of serious. All right, cool. Let's, well, let's cook some fish. What is that day like as a chef, that whole experience? Man, it was it was awesome. Uh, just the camaraderie you felt like with the other chefs competing. Uh, it was definitely, it was surreal. It was like nothing I had ever really experienced before. Uh, it was just, it was super fun. Um, definitely like a confidence booster. Like, whoa, like I'm just, 
I'm some little girl from Arizona and like I'm cooking against like the top, like the best chefs in Louisiana with seafood. Like I grew up in Flagstaff. I grew up in the mountains of Arizona and now I'm here doing a seafood competition in one of like the biggest seafood states in the world, uh, you know, country. So it was, it was, it was cool. Did it feel like you were like almost on an episode of Chopped? Like how it kind of intense that competition was, seeing the clock, seeing that the team next to you is about to start and you have to kind of focus in and then you kind of see. What's that like seeing that process go on? Um, it was cool. It was definitely an uh, experience, uh, a little nerve wracking and stuff. Like especially I think that we were like middle on the for the Louisiana cook-off and it was just kind of like, all right, like I want to start. And like you got to wait and <laughs> you're like, and they're, they're, they're starting, and then, you know, you've got the announcers, you know, Corey and Gerald walking around, and they're they're fun. They're fantastic. Like, they keep it going. Um, but then you're in the middle of something, and then they come up, and they want to talk to you, and you're like, oh, okay. You know I'm on a time limit now. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, like, talk to me great. at the end of this hour. For or sure. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned Corey and Gerald. Corey is, a, is a, a renowned chef in Louisiana as well. Gerald is a media personality. Uh and TikTok influencer, too, I guess, could kind of be thrown on his title as well. So they keep it lively. And that's really part of the fan experience, the the, the experience of the crowd that's there. What do you from from what you've kind of gathered from others? You get to be on that side of it this year. But what you gathered from others last year, what's that experience like for people? Oh, man, uh, like viewers seem like they were having a great time. Uh, they get to kind of see they get a little glimpse in like how like intense kind of kitchens can be and what chefs can, like, kind of stress they can be under. Because uh, that's just one hour, you know. But when we're in the kitchen, it's it's go time all the time. And you got to, like, you know, you got less than an hour to put out a dish. So it's kind of cool. Um, they get to just experience. But so you won the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off in 2022. And have been, you've really spent the last year as the reigning queen. What has that experience been like for you? Uh, it's been like amazing. Like it's definitely, uh, provided me different opportunities. Uh, I've gotten, uh, some magazines. Uh, I got to travel around with, uh, other chefs from the state. We got to go up to North Carolina and we got to represent Louisiana and that was really cool. Um, it's just really, like I said, it's been a catapult. Um, since then I've changed jobs. I've, you know, just been given all these opportunities now and these different experiences that, you know, probably wouldn't have come along without it. And that has to be kind of a interesting angle to be in, to be in that whirlwind, to see it firsthand. They call it a culinary catapult mm -hmm. and seeing it firsthand. That has to be a really surreal experience for you. No, absolutely. Um, if you would have asked me like five years ago, uh, is the Visitor's Bureau going to put me on the cover of their, you know, tourism got No. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about? Like, so, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been super surreal. It's just, it's been a blessing. And I'm just, you know, I think any chef ever given the opportunity to do this, compete in this, go for it. I think, too, something that you really touched on is these opportunities it's not that you just got them. They were presented to chefs like yourself who are in these. And you've really taken advantage of every single one 
that has come your way in the last year, even like the conversation that we're having today, being able to participate with our inaugural Chuck Eats week earlier this year and kind of being the face of that promotion as well. There's just been so many things that Chef Amanda's like, yeah, I got it. When you need me, I'm going to be there. What do we need to do? How are we moving like Charles forward? Like- For sure. I think you have to, you know, take advantage of every opportunity, um, especially if you want to keep that momentum going. You know, you want to keep it going. Like, it's a catapult, but now it's up to me. Like, I, I got it. Now, what's next? Yeah. You know? What's next? Well, you know, I think- Are we going to Chopped? What are we doing? <laughs> what, what's that? <laughs> There's things on the horizon, but I think we know what's next, and that's a lot of what you've been pouring your heart and soul into over the last couple months, yes. being the terrace and yes. with Lake Area Adventures and this brand new venture. Yep. What has that been like? So it's been different. Uh, you know, I'm used to more of kind of like a smaller mom and pop, uh, fine dining establishment type place. This is definitely different. Uh, the business, the volume is bigger. Um, I'm super excited though. People like the feedback's been fantastic. Um, and you know, this company like Area Ventures, they have so much vision and they are truly a company that embodies community community and like they love Lake Charles. And so to be a part of that and we're just like, you know, just starting. You know, we just starting. So I can't wait to see where we grow and the adventures that and the experience that we're gonna offer people. Um, so kind of working on one thing, like I want to be able to send people off on like a cruise, like a little midnight tour, not midnight, sorry. Well, <laughs> Late so, night. Sorry, sun, sunset tour, you know, and then you, you'll come up to a fishing camp where, you know, I'm sitting there and I've got dinner prepared for you. And then we cruise you back to, you know, say if you're staying at the, uh, one of the hotels or something like that, one of the casinos. Um, but I'm just there's there's a lot of things that are going to be coming up and I'm really excited about what the future holds. And that's the advantage of a place like uh, Lake Area Adventures kind of provides. And, you know, I guess on the surface you see it and you're like, well, wait, you left like a really established restaurant to go to like a fun epicenter restaurant that's attached. Mm -hmm. But you were able to craft the entire menu and you created a almost fine dining extension to a restaurant to where the kids can play and mom and dad can have a really nice date night. For sure. We definitely wanted it to not be your average like family entertainment center type food. We definitely wanted to raise the bar there. Um, And, you know, like I said, like we've just opened, you know, summer's coming. Uh, We're looking, we want to start doing uh, some kind of wine dinners and things like that. Kind of really keep pushing the envelope for this kind of a facility. Uh, We want to be able to offer uh, people here in southwest Louisiana something that you really can't get anywhere in Louisiana. We want people to come from out of town to come visit our establishment. Like, we want to be that place to be. You've said a few times we've been talking about the venue, how exciting it is. What is Lake Area Adventures? I think that we need to make that very clear about where we are bringing them to eat this incredible ice cream and food. Okay, so Lake Area Adventures is a family entertainment center. We've got an 11,000-square-foot air park. We have an indoor swimming pool. There's a rock climbing wall. We've got a ropes course. Uh, There's a gamer zone that's got the virtual reality Omni Arena. Uh, It's really just a place for kids to come and just let loose, have a good time. Uh, And then the terrace is the place for the parents to kind of come hang out. 
We do uh, we do beer and wine, and we are starting to do cocktails. We will be moving into a full service bar soon. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a place that the parents get to hang out and relax while the kids get to go blow off some steam. Everybody gets to have a good night. And the pets are welcome, too. Pets are welcome out on the patio. We do have a large, large patio. Uh, we have a pet menu. We do a little doggy beer. We serve hot dogs for the dogs. Uh, and soon, once our grassy area gets you know fully grown, that's going to be a little dog area as well. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, for sure. This is an incredible facility, though, that has opened. And like you just said, very recently. So all of yes. these things on the horizon that are there now and that are coming to what you all offer is just like you said something you can't get anywhere else in louisiana mm -hmm. just like the food here yeah we're a one-stop shop we talked about the whirlwind that this last year has been with that time winding down as the louisiana seafood queen passing on that crown and doing so here in lake charles this year as the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off moves to the Lake Area for the first time ever to be able to hand down your crown here, first ever Lake Charles winner at the first ever Lake Charles competition. What does that mean to you? Uh, it's an honor. You know, like it makes me feel really good about myself, uh, about the community. And it just, it like it definitely means, it means a lot. Um, just to see how we've bounced back. You know, we got hit by COVID and then we got hit by two storms. And we are thriving now. You know, we're coming back stronger and bigger and better than ever. And this is just a symbol of that growth. And it's just really, really cool to be a part of that. Chef Amanda, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today about your career path in the kitchen and where you started and just how much of an impact you've made here on Southwest Louisiana and the, our culinary community and I know that you will continue to. We have the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off coming up next week on June 27th. You can get tickets to the Chuck Case component of the event which is really fantastic. That part of the event is where you as a viewer, so myself and Brady and Chef Amanda this year, we get to go and watch the competition, all of the live action, and many of the different restaurants from around the community, including the Terrace, are going to be there providing tastings of different seafood dishes and other dishes that really represent who they are and what they serve here in the lake area. So you can get those tickets at chucktaste.com. There you can also find details on the Louisiana Seafood Cook-Off. So this is an event you don't want to miss. Of course, you can taste the terrace there, but you can also taste the terrace anytime to go to the restaurant. Where can they find out more about the menu, the hours, and what you guys kind of offer there? Uh, so you can go to our website. is lakeareadventures.com. And you can see what all we have to offer. That'll give you uh, our pricing on admissions into the facility. And there's also details on the restaurant where you find the menu and all the things that we have on offer. And I think important distinction, you don't have to pay to minutes to be able to go to the restaurant. And eat the no, you don't have to even enter into the facility to go to the restaurant. There's actually a side little uh, entrance that you can come right up to the patio, up to the terrace. Fantastic. Well, Chef Amanda, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you all for having me. Thanks again to Chef Amanda for joining us here on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please, can you leave us a rating or review? You know, if you're listening to iTunes or maybe Spotify, that plus sign. Just go on and click that. You can follow our show and it really helps, you know, build our audience. And by iTunes... 
Brady Means Apple Podcast. He promises, we both promise that every time that you leave us a review or rating, it truly helps us grow our audience to be able to continue to bring you fun conversations like the one we had today. You can go to visitlakecharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, where to eat, and of course, events happening this weekend. I'm Anna Strider. And I'm apparently a dinosaur, Brady Reynard. Stay tuned.